Welcome to the Golden Shadow. My name is Aaron Rogerson. And I'm Melissa Polizzi. And so we already recorded this entire episode. Um, we were then, like 25 minutes in. 25 minutes in, but we were planning on doing a half an hour episode. Um, but we realized basically at the end that um, Alyssa's voice was not being recorded despite the monitor being on. So it sounded like we were recording, but we actually weren't. Essentially, and even before that, in the previous intro we recorded, we were commenting that Alyssa didn't know what to say at the intro. I said, welcome to the Golden Shadow. My name is Arn Rogerson. And then there was just a pause. And she's like, what do I say again? It's like, you say, you say your name. What do you mean? I know. It's not like I didn't know my name. It was like, how do I say it? Do I say, and my name is Alyssa Plancy? And I just like, my brain is not working right now. Right. And then we thought about it for a while. And it was like, <laughs> you say, and I'm Alyssa Pulitzi. And like, okay, got it. And then we tried recording again. And then I messed up the intro. And I said, <laughs> welcome to the Golden Shadow. And I'm Aaron Rogerson. And that was like, that's not what I said. Anyways, the point is, we're very scattered oh, and distracted. We've also been really stressed out yeah. in a pretty intense way. Mm. Probably more stressed out than I feel like I've been in a very, very long time. Mm. Because it was very acute, and very acute stress, which mm-hmm. was unusual for me. Mm. Um, but that's all because we moved out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you might, maybe, maybe, I don't even know if we've really mentioned it that much, but you might be familiar with us living in the Bay Area of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of last month, we packed up and we moved out into the desert and we are in mountain time now. I feel like I have these thoughts from just when we were just previously recording. It's like, should I say this again? Yes. Kind of feels contrived. It feels contrived. It feels awkward (laughs) because it feels almost like you're following the script now. It's like, I already said this, but I guess I'll say it again. Uh, So it doesn't feel quite as natural. It doesn't feel as natural, but I'm going to say it again. I'm really excited to be living in mountain standard time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why exactly? I think just even this, um, the way it's being like juxtaposed in my mind uh, of being um, in the mountains, effectively, it's just something that feels like a long time coming. And I didn't really get into this when we were just recording, but when I was younger, um, my parents used to take me up to Twain Heart in California Mm. where my stepmom had a cabin and kind of in the uh, foothills of the Sierras. Yeah, the foothills of the Sierras. And at a really, really young age, you know, like eight years old, um, I just really fell in love with being in the mountains. Mm-hmm. There was always this feeling like I belong here. <laughs> like yeah. I, I wish that one day I can feel like I live in the mountains. And so I think even having this idea of being in mountain time yeah. even though I don't live in the foothills of the Sierras, still feels like something is being achieved for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's something very romantic about mountain time and the feeling mm-hmm. that you live sort of in the, I wouldn't say the middle of the country because that's not very romantic usually <laughs> when we say that, but the idea of living in the mountains of yeah. the United States Um is something that's, you know, also called to me for a while. And it's funny when, when you're essentially as far west as you can go. Mm. I mean, it's it makes sense that like, going a little bit east kind of calls to you. Yeah. It's like going someplace new. Yeah. But it's also just 
coming mm. close to nature, c- coming closer to nature. Mm-hmm. And we both went camping as children. I yeah. Th- well, maybe maybe you didn't really. No, I did. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I went camping a lot. Um, I went camping every summer, and that was a regular thing for my family. And like, where did we go when we camped? It's like yeah. we always went east into mm. Nevada and yeah, Utah, Utah yeah. and Arizona and Wyoming. Mm. Um, and so there's an association of like going back to nature and bombs mm. heading east, heading away from the coast mm. and going towards mountain time. Interesting. So um, there's definitely that association for me. Mm. Yeah. So it, it brings some of that kind of like childlike wonder to it. Totally. Um, earlier you mentioned being as like far west as you can be, which mm-hmm. for us, we like literally lived on the coast in California. Yeah. And it brought up for me that when I was younger, I Mm. moved to California, but I moved from being like as far east as you could be, which was on an island in New York, Staten Island. Staten Island. And I moved from like being nearly as far east as you could be Mm -hmm. to being as far (laughs) west as you could be. And there's always been this interesting sort of like shadow of one life that kind of replicated another life, you know, Mm. like being very, very far East or even just being in like New York and then California, which I think always sort of play an interesting dynamic between the, between the two States. Um, and this change of moving a bit more East, but definitely not as far East as I used to live has this whole new sense of kind of possibility and wonder Mm. and, um, I don't know. It feels right to me because I really wouldn't want to go back home to the East Coast. Um, it doesn't really uh, feel... Yeah, that doesn't sound very appealing to me. Um, no. Not to bash the East Coast or to bash New York, but I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting because my, um, my younger brother has gone back to live in New York. Um, yeah. And he's he's in California right now, but... You know, at times when I like I've gone to visit him and he's living in Brooklyn or at times he's living in Manhattan and and it's and it, it makes me like project all of these possibilities of what my life might have been like if I had stayed in New York. And there's <laughs> it's it's not necessarily something that I feel like fits me um, any longer. But yeah. if you had asked me at a much younger age, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to have left and to have created a new life in California. But now I feel so deeply changed that kind of going back um, to especially just like, you know, the boroughs of of New York is something that feels just a little overwhelming to me, a little Mm -hmm. bit too intense. Mm -hmm. um, And that I need to be in a place that feels a little bit connected, a little bit more connected to nature, a little bit slower, a little bit quieter. Yeah. So this episode is a bit of a bit of an update mm-hmm. this isn't a typical episode we're not really diving into any like abstract topic <laughs> very deeply um this is a bit of an update but we also you know are going to explore this idea of home and leaving home and uh what that means mm-hmm. and so huh. home is archetypal I think you could you could say. I think the whole sense of home is something that everyone feels strongly, whether they have it or whether they're longing for it, um, or whether they no longer feel at home where they are. This word home is something that I think strikes a pretty deep emotional chord for most people. 
And I think that in many ways, everyone is always seeking to somehow return home Mm -hmm. or find a new home. Mm -hmm. There's something very romantic about it, something very dramatic about it. Mm -hmm. There's uh, that that longing. And home, if we really, you know, try to explore what home means, it's not necessarily just a material place or a location. Um, Home can be with a community. It can be with a specific relationship that you have. Um, It could be... Um, some realm of activity that you feel at home. Maybe you feel really at home on the internet, playing video games with other people Mm -hmm. that you know on the internet. Uh, maybe you feel at home, um, on the soccer field. Um, if you're a soccer player, you feel like that's the place where you can thrive and you're familiar and all your instincts make sense Mm -hmm. and, there's a sense of balance and homeostasis uh, that's associated with home. The place mm-hmm. where you can rest, the place where you can be safe, the place where you keep all your items, maybe um, the place where you can heal. And it's not always that idea, that archetype of home of a place where you can rest or heal mm-hmm. is not always what literally home means to people. A lot of people have broken homes. A lot of people are... Mm-hmm. Uh, have a home that doesn't feel like home, for instance, and that's a pretty complicated thing. Well, and deeply destabilizing, yeah. right? Um, not even just the the sense that the home is an unsafe place, but that when when we don't have that environment where I think we can return to and feel at ease in and and feel just in in flow with and communion mm-hmm. with, it does something just really. Uh, destabilizing to an individual to, to one's psyche, to one's spirit. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's a lot to go into that. I just feel like, Oh man. But at the same time, um, what does that spur an individual to do to adapt or to shift and shape or to leave this place that should be quote unquote home to Mm -hmm. establish something that really is or do you go deeper into yourself and find a home there? You know, like there's all these different ways in which we, as these like human adaptable creatures, find a home in something. Right. On the sports field, as you said, mm. with your friends, mm. you know, in, in an activity inside of yourself. Yeah. Maybe actually with your family, there's a deep archetypal need for home to be present with us in some form. And... What do we do when home stops feeling like home? You know, right. we we can't to stay in that. Really, I think is to um, I don't know to sort of uh, force ourselves to be in a place where we will not really thrive. Mm-hmm. And that kind of poses the question: Do we then have the courage to leave this place, even if it feels uncomfortable? It's known, yeah. and even that makes it scary to walk away from. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the big, the big leap that we have to take when we decide to shift and uh, kind of throw things into this more chaotic realm of of uprooting and right. deciding to find something new. Right. So there's always a tension here um, between staying put where you are and leaving to find someplace new. And again, this is multi-layered. There's all these different ways you could be doing this. Um, if you're going to explore, you are essentially leaving the known 
to mm-hmm. dive into the unknown. And that in many ways is like leaving home. And that might be in a very uh, literal mundane sense where you like are like actually moving away from your childhood home to go to college. Um, it could be that you're leaving your job mm-hmm. to explore a new path. You're kind of like leaving what's safe and known in order to hopefully arrive someplace better or achieve something that you want to achieve. Um, and so if you feel as if your home, your literal home, or let's say the, the place that you find yourself, if you feel like that place no longer feels like home, if you can and you have the courage to do it, usually you will leave to find a new home and to find a place that is more like this archetypal home, the place that is, feels safe, the mm-hmm. place that feels like a place of healing, of rest, of the place you can always come back to, to mm-hmm. recharge. Um, you want to go find that. And that's, I think, why we've left yeah. the Bay Area and yeah. have come here is in many ways... Uh, the Bay Area has been my home for my entire life, essentially. I've always lived in Northern California, more or less. I've traveled a lot, but uh, I've always lived in the Bay Area, really. And um, I can say that in many ways in the last few years that like the Bay Area kind of stopped feeling like home to me. Mm. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Mm. It's where you grew up. It's where you f- you're from. It's yeah. You know all these people. What does it mean to say this place doesn't feel like home anymore? Mm. And that's a weird question. Mm. And it has it gets into a deeper sort of spiritual version of home, mm. which is like this is not a place mm. where I feel rested. Mm. It's not a place where I feel like I can heal. Yeah. Um, it's not a place that uh, feels empowering or it feels like it's affording me to be the person I feel like I am or yeah. to uh, sink roots deep and build something in all these ways, it's like, I feel like I can't build anything. I feel like I'm getting tired. I yeah. feel like I'm not healing. I feel like I'm being wounded. Uh, I'm withering. I'm falling apart. Yeah. That sounds kind of extreme. And that's, not, I mean, it, it, it's not that extreme, I would say, but well, still there's a truth to it. You're bringing up a point that I think a lot of people who have lived in the Bay Area might be able to relate to, which is that there is a absolutely known phenomena of how the Bay Area has changed and it's become more and more difficult to live there. Mm -hmm. And as things become unviable, what do you do? If I can't sink roots in here because the land has become too expensive to live on, you know, and it's become overcrowded in some ways or it's just driving you out, you know, and just the, the general energy of everyone just like struggling to get by. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the only reason why we've left, but it's no. certainly a huge part of it. Oh, it's all connected. You'd almost yeah. say you, I feel like you could almost argue that the fact that it's become so expensive there to live yeah. has driven many of the other things that <clears throat> became difficult for us. Hmm. Yes. That's like, yes. if it was a cheap place to live, you can, there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah. And maybe you're, you're, your living situation, for instance, is something that you can actually change because you can afford to. Mm. Or maybe you're in a situation where you can't afford to change the living situation. And so you're you're kind of uh, in this place that is changing, but you can't adapt to the change. Yeah. You're just sort of stuck and you're suddenly like in a vice that's squeezing you. 
Or even when you think about what your future could be, it's yeah. like, how difficult is it going to be to be able to buy a house yeah. and to start a family, yeah. you know, to do the normal things that adults do as yeah. they just deeper in their maturity and they become more independent. It, right. All of those things are so much more difficult mm-hmm. in California. And uh, we've seen the 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 mass exodus that is happening really ever since COVID really hit because I think that's basically um, really posed an interesting question to a lot of young people yeah. which is that now that you don't have to you know travel to the city to work mm-hmm. and you can either like work from anywhere or maybe you even lost your job yeah why stay here yeah and for us we are from california so we still have roots and community and friends but at the same time where things are presently just yeah. is not workable right. right and we can leave we can work from home yeah so we're jumping on an interesting opportunity that's been offered yeah. to us yeah can work from home in quotations <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that there's still some uh, hurdles to leap over to get there i'd say but yeah. for now yeah. um I mean, we definitely were not, uh, we didn't have to be anywhere before we mm-hmm. were in the Bay Area. We weren't traveling back and forth to any, any job. So it's like whatever we were doing in the Bay Area before, we can still do it here. Yeah. And so that's why we sort of made the, well, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, the difficult, painful leap to this new place. Yes, there's, like there's lots sense. of pros and cons. Yeah. But ultimately, there was a lot of very serendipitous, synchronistic events that took place where this opportunity arose. Right. And it makes you pay attention when there's like synchronous things happening. It's like, that seems like a weird coincidence. Yes. Check out our episode on synchronicity for more insight into that, that felt sense of, whoa, things, something's grabbing your attention. Right. And I think it seems like the cosmos is trying to tell me something. (laughs) I think I should pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, that was part of what really pushed us into this big sort of courageous leap to Mm. face sort of the uncertainties that this kind of change um, brings really and um, allows us to kind of step into that role of the hero, you might say, that kind of mythological role of leaving home and leaving the known world, but at the same time knowing that there is this unfolding journey that's happening at Mm. this time and there is going to be challenges and beasts to slay and transformation that is promised on the horizon. But also I think a feeling at least personally of like that there will be a return home and hopefully you will be stronger and more involved when that happens. Yeah. So yeah, this tension between staying put and leaving, um, there's pros and cons of each and you might be staying put for good reasons or you might be, staying put for bad reasons and you might be leaving for good reasons Mm. or you might be leaving for bad reasons. And it's not always clear, Mm. which is, which is always a mix of both. Obviously it's not black and white, but, Mm. um, our culture, at least amongst young people, but uh, just generally our culture, I would say is, is much, much more transient than I feel like any culture has ever been Mm. in the past. A lot of that has to do with just the affordances that technology and, wealth gives you which is like you can fly around and travel the world if you want uh you can move from seattle to new york if you want Mm -hmm. and you can move to austin two years later if you want Mm -hmm. and people do that 
and um, it's there's a lot of growth to be had from leaving mm-hmm. and moving mm-hmm. and being sort of on the road constantly because there's all kinds of experiences. There's all kinds of unexplored territory that you explore. You are mapping out the world. You're mapping out yourself in all these new ways because mm-hmm. all these new experiences force you to do that. And so there's, there's a lot of pros with going on that like heroic journey taking that leap constantly Mm -hmm. having to meet new people having to rebuild your home Mm -hmm. repeatedly um but at the same time there's a lot of pathology that comes with that Mm -hmm. and i think that way too many young people for instance are too transient Mm -hmm. they don't have roots uh they move places for work but like don't move places for community Mm -hmm. or family and so they become sort of isolated people and mm. you know the culture becomes atomized for all kinds of reasons but i would say one of the reasons is because people can move around so much yeah. that people inevitably isolate themselves from each other mm. instead of forming really tight-knit communities and families yeah. in one spot and that's part of the the pro of staying put is um you can't sink roots if you're moving constantly mm. you can't build anything uh if you're not staying put, you, if you, you cannot plant a seed and have it grow without having that seed stay put in one patch of soil. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of beauty and a lot of growth to be had with staying in one place, yeah. forcing yourself to adapt to one environment and any changes that come with. Mm. If you're in the Bay Area and it's getting more expensive yeah. and you're forced to adapt to that, yeah. that can be growth. Yeah. It, it could be. Um, you know, if you have to be in one community of people or one family of people and you have to adapt to all these different personalities and mm-hmm. actually develop these relationships that will last years and years and years that are difficult. It's really difficult to do that. It's difficult to remain, for instance, yeah. in one romantic relationship for 10 years. Uh, that's more difficult than hopping to a new romantic relationship every six months. Mm. It's like, oh, this is inconvenient for me. I'm leaving now. Yeah. Bye. So... It's hard to say which is which with uh, with the pros and cons of leaving and staying put. Yeah, it just depends. It's just obviously like a case by case basis, and just all the things you're saying for me brings up a lot of my own, not necessarily like my personal history, but like yeah. my family's personal history. Right. Uh, you know, we we mentioned earlier that I'm from New York, mm-hmm. and while my family's in New York, mm-hmm. and um, for my parents, they felt that staying in their community with their family was just not workable anymore. Right. And not only not workable, but also like not healthy, not conducive to their yeah. well-being. Yeah. And the kind of change that they made ultimately was one that was like pretty radical, pretty extreme. You know, I, I think initially my parents were like, yeah, we should move out of Staten Island. Maybe we'll move to New Jersey. Maybe we'll move to Pennsylvania. And then something synchronistic serendipitous happened that took them all the way to California and like radically changed their lives and their children's lives. And I bet the family back in New York disappeared. Oh, Oh yes. And and because of the culture and this is more of a traditional culture is like you stay put, you stay put family is family. Yes. Uh, you just stay in this tight knit unit and you don't mingle with other cultures maybe even barely. Um, (laughs) and that's, and that's, and you might say, well, that's, that's, totally pathological and it's like well yeah, it can be it can be but also 
it there's something beautiful that comes yes. with having to stay put yes. and having to adjust your family and make it work. And yeah. there's so much beauty that a lot of people never experience that mm-hmm. comes with a multi-generational community. Yes. Uh, you know, your grandparents, yeah. uh, your yeah. grandparents get to raise their great grandchildren, yeah. all your cousins and your brothers and sisters are all around you. There's something very powerful there that like for, for me, I will never experience. I yeah. never have. Yeah. Um, I don't have roots yeah. in a familial or cultural way mm. right mm. i only have these sort of literal roots that come from, well literal roots that's wrong <laughs> don't have literal roots um but uh anyways the point i'm making is sometimes it's a good thing to stay put in, yeah. in, in the, the traditional cultures they make sense in a lot of ways to do that but for your for for your parents i would yeah. say it made sense for them to leave yeah because staying put was not good it wasn't helping yeah. them yeah, they yeah, were yeah. suffocating Yes. Anyways. Yes. And, you know, I really respect their choice and how difficult it was just knowing how traditional and strong like, New York Italian culture, my family culture was yeah. like, that's a big, bold move that mm. people are going to take a pretty big offense to. Yeah. And there is this huge loss that comes with it because for as much as the family is driving you crazy and you need to get away at the Mm. same time, there's that same intensity of like love and connection. And, you know, I was, I was just talking to my mom the other day and her brother called on the phone and it was just, I could still see how strong their love is Mm -hmm. and how strong their connection is. And Mm. I know how painful it is for her to not be with him. Yeah. But at the same time, she knew that she had to make this choice. Mm -hmm. And even for me as a young child, I felt that loss of my family who were like everything to me, you know, like my aunts and uncles and cousins were over all the time. You know, we were always having family dinners, big family parties. It went from this very vibrant, lively, colorful uh, life to something that felt really hollow. And I still feel the echoes of that loss to this day, Mm. but at the same time, the person I've become because of that change is, I don't know, I, I, who would I be if my parents hadn't done that? And, and, and I respect and appreciate what they did and, and what opportunities that offered us, how yeah. that helped me grow and expand and change. And I think that there are just times when you really realize that you have outgrown home, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully you still connect to it in some way you still foster it in some way that you just haven't cut it off and thrown it aside and I think that that's what I do appreciate about what my parents did is that I still felt connected I still went and visited yeah you know I I still had that connection to my family but at times life really sort of throws you those curveballs or they or those opportunities arise and you really feel like you've got to make that leap yeah so where we were um well, I would say like in the last year, but it's really more than that. It's in the last several years mm-hmm. and, and both of us for different reasons. Um, uh, you know, we arrived at a place where I think we both felt as if we were sort of slowly dying, slowly withering away, kind mm-hmm. of falling apart, like not really getting much rest, mm-hmm. not really making much progress, um, kind of treading water. Um, 
and treading water in a way where, you know, it's like, I feel like if I don't get out of this water, I'm going to drown. Yeah. Um, and it's not perfect. There's pros and cons of the fact that we left mm-hmm. and I don't feel great about it. There's a lot of pain that comes with leaving, but ultimately we were in a situation where like it felt like this isn't really home anymore or if it is home, it's only partially home. And I need to find a a new place that I can call home where I can make progress, where I can heal, where I can rest, um, where I can breathe a little bit and hopefully explore who I think I'm meant to be. And that involved leaving. Yeah. Um, And it's not a victorious, like, woohoo, like, um, like, we're getting out of here. it's it's complicated, but I think that many people and people who are listening right now will uh, arrive at some point in their life and probably already have many times where you have to move on. Yeah. And um, it's hard to say whether it's the right move or the wrong move. Many people decide to move on in ways that I think are kind of superficial and shallow and they just remain in a superficial and shallow place in their entire life because mm-hmm. they're so transient because you can't, uh, you can't build anything. You can't sink any roots. Yeah. Um, but sometimes those roots have become corrupted and diseased and you need to cut them off and yeah. you need to get a move on and, and explore a new place and take that leap. And it's not always going to work out for the best, but usually it does. I feel like if you have, mm-hmm. if you have the courage to make a change in your life, to go someplace, um, because you feel like you are not growing, usually it's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe it's not that step. Maybe that step is not the right choice. Maybe you quit your job for a new path and like that path didn't work and you go back to the old job, but you gain something mm. when you make that wave. Yeah. You learn something when you've uh, fallen off that cliff yeah. as the fool mm. does, you might say. Yeah. And we're hoping that with this move that, there's progress to be made here, but we don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, I think just the change of location and the change of landscape is something that's going to be really revitalizing. And I mean, I think we both experience that even like if you just go like camping for a few days mm-hmm. or go backpacking. Yeah. I went backpacking you know? in the summer and I just felt like it revolutionized my state of state of mind. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. So there's something really to be said about shaking things up mm-hmm. and being in a new place, especially when it's a landscape and environment that you want to be in. <laughs> like not just like moving from like somewhere pretty nice to like, you know, you know, some crappy city that you don't actually want to be in. It's like we want to be here and the oh, land yeah. is beautiful and that aesthetic quality of the desert is something that's very enchanting mm-hmm. and fascinating and um I think something that's called to both both of us in really interesting ways. Yeah. Um, and I feel really good about leaving the Bay Area, which to me, I've always strongly associated with um, the coast and being right next to the ocean, especially like living on an island. Mm-hmm. I always feel like there's something in me that needs that anchoring of some some part of nature that makes me feel small. Yeah. <laughs> that like relativizes me. It makes me, reminds me of how unimportant I am in the grand scheme of things. And so like sitting just on the beach and watching the flow of the waves Mm -hmm. to me is not only grounding, but also 
I don't know, takes me out of myself yeah. and moving kind of into the desert, into a place of beauty, but a different type of beauty, a different type of land has a similar effect. And it feels really good to be in this place for that reason, to be among the mountains and the trees and the desert air. Yeah. We should do a different episode on nature. Mm. Um, but it's true. The, the desert, if you haven't spent much time in the desert, and, and, you know, maybe some of you listening really have no opportunity to go to the desert because not everyone lives near one. But yeah. uh, the desert is sort of counterintuitive. Um, it can seem sort of barren and ugly almost uh, because it just seems like a place of like death or like it's like dry mm-hmm. and maybe there's not much to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the, the desert is subtle and the vacuum of the desert, the nothingness, the silence, mm-hmm. the openness. Yeah how big the sky is when yeah, you're in the desert. Yeah. Um, it's something very, very powerful yeah. and very spiritual. And uh, we don't get to experience the absence of things enough in our modern world, especially if you live in the city. Mm. The absence of sound, the mm. absence of light, um, mm. being someplace where you hear nothing and you yeah. can see the stars yeah. like very vividly. Um, you look all around you and there's just nothing there's mm-hmm. something about that as you said that I, I, I do think reminds you of how small you are yeah because the universe actually is mostly empty yeah. it is mostly dark it is mostly nothing yeah and the desert actually can help you feel that in a way that mm-hmm. I think is really powerful really yeah. spiritual and there's something just about standing in land that feels bigger and as you said more expansive but also at that same time has less than what you're used to yeah you're like less light we're talking about light pollution you know mm-hmm. so there aren't you know street lights all over where we yeah. live now yeah. in fact like it's pretty dark at night and so you can go out and actually like see the milky way mm-hmm. and you know the shapes of you know, the formations around here in the mountains like take on this beautiful quality yeah. at night and it's nice to see that instead of skyscrapers in the distance. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. I mean, you know, you might love the city and we're not going to try and tell you you're wrong. Like, oh, no. But but nature, it's just hard to beat. And it is, it is unfortunate how absent nature is from a lot of people's lives. Mm. And they don't even know what they're missing. Yeah. And with the desert, there is like a less is more mm. experience that is like, Again, like subtle, counterintuitive, but um, I feel really excited. I feel really happy to be here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been difficult to get the space to feel that because I feel like we've been so frantic <laughs> and stressed out and trying to get things set up. And, you know, when you move out of state, it's the way it is. It's hard to move out of state it's unless you just hard. have no possessions and you yeah. just fly to where you're going. But if you have anything that you own, and you probably do, and if you have a lot of like equipment like mm-hmm. I do, um, you can't just you can't just take a plane to where you want to go. So it's been difficult. Yeah, but it's we been arrived. a it's been a journey. Yeah, and it reminds me of when I moved from the East Coast. We drove it took a week. Yeah, but it was in retrospect, it's like pretty amazing to yeah. have done that. Mm-hmm. I remember driving through Wyoming and yeah. seeing snow and buffalo. And I was on the floor a lot because my dog would like stretch out and like push me off the seat and you know, maybe we'll look back and kind of see like, okay, you know, it took us two days to get over here. We camped and we had some challenges and, but it's all part of that grand journey, you Mm -hmm. know, of 
of moving through these changes and then arriving and feeling like you need to sort things out and adjust and acclimate to the new place that you're in. And right now I think we both feel pretty like out of it and scattered, but at the same time there's that promise of all this newness that's opening itself to us and and I feel excited too. Yeah. So we're hoping that this will have a serious positive effect on our emotional states and our work. Um, if the podcast improves drastically, <laughs> you know why. Um, but yeah, this is sort of an update episode. It's mm-hmm. not going to be as long as normal. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you tuning in and I think we'll be back to our regular programming next week. Do you have a question for us? Do you have a dream you'd like us to analyze? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover? We want to hear from you. Contact us through a submission form, which can be found at our Instagram page at Golden Shadow Podcast. Or if you're listening on YouTube, you can find the link in the description down below. Thanks for listening. See you later. If you find this podcast useful, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash golden shadow podcast. Thank you.